I was in eighth grade history class. I was at work. I was in the waiting room at the orthodontist office. I was taking an AP physics exam. I was in the college bookstore. I was in English class, 10th grade. I was at work. I was interviewing somebody at work. I was in high school English class. I was in California at the time in bed when I got the call from my parents. I was cooking in the kitchen. I was at work writing a estimate on a damaged vehicle. I was in the car with my parents when I heard about it. I was living in the west coast at the time, so I was still in bed when my friend sent me a text. I was at home getting ready to take a dear friend out to lunch for her birthday. I was at work coming out of a meeting when I first heard about it. I was at home uh, in the spare room on the computer and I had the TV on. I was sitting at the computer doing a bit of work, doing a bit of writing when my wife called me to let me know that something dramatic had happened. I was 20 uh, blocks from the World Trade Center. Um, we were taking a break uh, outside and we heard a like a popping sound. It started going bum 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 bum. And 15 minutes went into a half hour. Um, when we turned around, we saw our instructors uh, trying to hook up a TV because they heard the news that one of the World Trade Center towers was hit. Uh, when we went inside to figure out what's going on, uh, we were looking at the TV and we couldn't believe it. At the time, they were saying it was a two-engine uh, small aircraft that hit the World Trade Center tower. And we couldn't believe it. And um, while we were watching, then we saw a shadow in the background because by that time, some time has gone by. When we saw the shadows, all the TVs went, went black and we ducked, we hit the floor. We thought it was, the, it was a bomb, you know, that just went off. But we started flipping through the channels after, after a little bit. And then um, uh, Channel 2 said that uh, an airliner just hit the second World Trade Center. And um, then they were saying that we were under attack. Um, everybody was freaking out. We, 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 got, we, we got sent home. And as we were going home, we, we stopped and we just looked at the World Trade Center towers and they were burning. And, you know, I turned around and everywhere, nobody was moving. You know, major highway was stopped. Everybody was out of their vehicle. Um, people were crying. Everybody was trying to make a call. And when I turned around to look behind me, I started hearing screams. And when I turned around and looked, that's when I saw the tower just go down. And, you know, my best friend told me to go home. And so when I went home, you know, everything was quiet, you know, you could hear a pin drop, you know, and I was outside and all I could hear is this woman screaming and crying from blocks away. And by this time I was, I was miles away from the trace. I couldn't even see the World Trade Center anymore. When I went inside, I saw my wife and kids and they were crying and I saw on TV that the second tower went down, you know, um, and by 5.30 that afternoon, I was, uh, we were told that we needed to report to Ground Zero because we were stu uh, structural steel workers. So I went with my boss and my best friend and we went to Ground Zero. And it was, it was surreal because it was daylight outside and the closer you got, 
the darker it got, you know. And by the time we got to Ground Zero, it was pitch black. Fires, ash, people screaming, you know, chaos. Uh, nobody knew which direction to go. Fire department, police department, you know, you kept on hearing is that fire truck alarm, you know, that chirping sound that the firefighters have and, and they were mostly buried, you know, so when you started hearing one by one going off, like, like the batteries will die, you know, you just lost another firefighter or, you know, hope is getting lost, you know, and every time I went there, uh, the sector we worked in, um, we uncovered like three bodies. Everything else was just like pieces, you know. It was, it was, it was hard. It was. Uh, I never want to forget it. It was, it was tough. I've seen all those people dead. You know, the smell after the third day it was incredible. It was, it was too much. After that first week, I didn't want to do it anymore. So I went home. After the third body we uncovered, we found a picture. Um, next to the picture was a, it was a black male, it was a black man with a suit. He had a little girl right next to him in a picture. And it was so close, it looked like he was holding it. Because the picture was also all crumbled up like he was holding it. And you know, you could see the hands that like cringe so close together that I, uh, I, uh, I couldn't feel much more remorse for that man. You know, it's just the pain he must have gone through, you know? And um, I, I took the picture and I put it in my back pocket because we, had, we were so busy doing so many things and running around and, and this and that, that it wasn't until I was done with the recovery and went to rescue, I mean, from rescue to recovery, that I realized I had the picture in my back pocket. And when I was sorting through my bloody, dirty clothes and everything else, and I was getting ready to throw them away, it's when I came to the, the reality I had this picture and I had to give it back. So I, I drove to the city as fast as I could. You know, I brought my best friend with me and, uh, I had to, I had to get it out of my pocket, get it, get out of, uh, get it away from me, so that way you get back to the family that it belonged to. And um, you know, I found the cop, and then this is where they had the memorial in the church. And um, you know, I, I, I told the cop about the picture and where I found it, where I was at that time, and he told me to put it up there and leave a note. And so I did. And I said, I'm sorry for your loss. And I hope that this picture will bring some closure to you, that uh, we found the man that was in that picture and he'll be one of the few that will be coming back home. You know, one of the biggest things about working in Ground Zero is that everybody was unified and you know everybody worked together. There wasn't an authority figure. I mean, there was, but there wasn't. You know, you you work in there, you were working side by side with firefighters, with the police officers, with EMS. You know, nobody was looking for your credentials. They all knew what you were doing. You know, um, and you got to know them because you not only work with them by digging people out and try to find whatever 
debris or any hair or anything you could find of a person, you know, and it was sent out. And you, know, you would eat with them and then, you know, you're not sitting down in a restaurant and eating with them, but you would eat right next to the rubble or right next to that Burger King that was in the corner that was all torn down and everything. We just took whatever we can get and 